trust him He's only here for one thing but Welcome back to the one and only Minorities Report Film Podcast. It's your weekly deep dive into all things movies and entertainment through a colorful perspective. Your favorite minorities are reporting for duty. You got me, who sometimes can't pronounce words right, Raul. And with me, I got Mr. Shama. Hello. And Miss Dre, our producer. What's up? What's going on, guys? How you been? Shama, what you been doing? Actually, Lily, my daughter, thought that we are recording now. Or like, I mean, earlier. So she gave me like, uh, she dropped a notebook from uh, down the stairs, having the the question, are you recording? And she has like a check check box, to, to like to put check mark saying yes or no. <laughs> As if she's not like really distracting or something, but like it's cute gesture from her, you know. She, so she did not put, she didn't give you the maybe option. Oh, no, 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 maybe. Like, are you recording? Yes or no? That's it. And like, and it make it easier for me to just like put a check mark, you know? <laughs> and she threw a pencil for me. So all and these she, things. And she threw a pencil? Yeah, all these things will make noise, you know, if we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> she's hey listen man she's being considerate okay yes. although that scares me man is she right or no to anybody else Ooh. i hope not i hope <laughs> not i really hope not we all remember that in every 90s movie do you like me <laughs> yeah oh yes no maybe I was in I was in the elementary school at that time, and I know like we used to like to to send lots of uh, papers and uh, letters like this, small notes, and like fold them and like throw them in the class. <laughs> you would throw them? Yeah, like throw them to somebody to somebody like to to send it to this girl <laughs> or that girl. You know? So 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 like like uh, like Fred in Harry Potter when he throws. Yes. Paper at the girl. And then he's like, you, me, ball. Let's <laughs> <laughs> cheesy. Let's cheesy. Can I just like have a moment loving on my husband that he knows such a minuscule scene from Harry Potter? Like, I love you, baby. <laughs> That's I love that moment. That's it's great. It's a great moment. It's true. It's true. You know? So is that how you would do it? Kinda. You would like Chuck a paper ball at her, and, mm-hmm. and but hey, girl, yeah, <laughs> what it is? Then she, like she comes, in, she comes in, the, in, the, in recess and like beat, beats me. <laughs> yeah, let's meet behind the mosque later. Uh, you took it uh, like, like, like this is an extreme. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> so, ah, uh, well, besides Lily being cute and sending you notes, what you been watching? Oh, a lot. I watch like four Arabic shows every day. Like they, we have like an episode released every oh, day. Yeah, yeah. Um, and ne- next week, Shama has promised us that he's going to open with uh, one of his uh, favorite songs. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, one, yeah. One of the theme songs for one of the TV shows, which is so much fun. Kids keep jumping and dancing on this song. I got the privilege of watching one of the shows with Shama, like. You know the theme song of a of a show does? Yeah. Yeah, usually like the opening sequence will be somewhere between thirty and fifty seconds. Mm-hmm. On these shows, they're the length of a full song. Yeah, actually not not, not all oh. these shows. It's only only this Four show. Minutes? No, it's just like Four this show. Minutes? Yeah, it's the oh, longest it's one. It's the longest one this this Ramadan this year. It's four minutes and twenty two seconds. But oh because God. the song do you know that this song will be a hit? So they want. They just wanted the the airtime and the the commercials and everything, but all the other shows like that are playing are between like a minute and two minutes. But this one is a full song, and you know that this song like has to it will succeed this way to be playing every day like this. No, no lie. I kept going. It's gonna end now. Like I did it like five times. Didn't I, Sean? Yeah, yeah. And then it would just like it, it sounded like the the song is dying out. Because, and it's coming again. Even on the intro, like they tried to put the names like of the like of the cinematographers. Like if they have like twenty people, like they they put like four per page, just like to to extend the time for the song to be there. But it's a great song. It's so it's full. It's, of, it's a great song. I, I loved it. It's, it's a lot. 
I didn't understand what 95% of what they were saying were, but I didn't understand millionaires. It did take your time, Actually, some of the words are there, I, I don't get it, you know, because they, they, they think so fast. <laughs> because it's like it's like hip hop, right? You're yeah. like rapping. Yeah, it's like mixed between hip, uh, I said hip, rap and hip hop. You know, happen hip hop. Happen. How about you? I actually started working again. That's kind of interesting. Nice. Yeah, I sent emails yesterday and today, and I'm. We are FaceTiming with or phone calling with a bride tomorrow, so it's it's interesting getting back into the work. That's awesome. I felt like I had to go over my entire calendar because I, I felt like I forgot everything. So I, I literally went month to month reading everything, like who's having photo shoots when and like what their like names and like who's their fiance and like what's going on, what they're scheduled for all the way to December because I just needed to remember like everything that was yeah. going on. Who is this person? Yeah. <laughs> what wedding belongs to them? It's like been out of it. We've been out of it for what? Long time. For a long time. Actually, I forgot my what? work email's password. Yeah. <laughs> I swear, like, it's insane. Like, I don't use it, so it's my work email, and I forgot the password. I have, no, I have no idea what mine is. Yeah, me neither. I don't, I forgot mine. Go back to work. Yeah, I have to call them, like, to reset it or something, because I don't remember uh, it. And they're probably going to be used to that. You're probably not the only ones. Yeah. Yeah, I have it logged in on my phone, but I don't have it. Like, if I would like to access it from my computer or something, I, I cannot. Like, I, I don't have it saved. So, I got a call from one of the managers on my team, which was weird because I haven't heard any of their voices. So, I was like, why is this person calling me? You know, but I'm so, I'm so used to them calling me on a regular basis. Yes, yes, yes. So, I answered. I was like, hey. And they were like, hey, just saying hi and seeing if you know anything. And I'm just like, no, no. That's so cute. <laughs> Nobody knows anything. Oh man! But what I know is we've been we've been crazy busy with the pod. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I like a it. Of, a lot of stuff coming and doing a lot of stuff, finding a lot of time. Watching random movies. Yeah. Yeah. Random to you. Yeah, random to me. <laughs> <laughs> but more on that later. But for now, would you please consider giving the show a follow at M Report Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and subscribing to the website for any and all new content at mreportpod.com. And send us an email, mreportpodcast at gmail.com. First up on the report, the box office. You guys have listened to our podcast and our episode about Scoob. And till this moment, Warner Brothers did not release the numbers yet. But the movie is showing on all platforms as number one in purchases and rentals since Friday. So probably it's pulling strong on premium VOD. Um, I believe like that Warner Brothers will wait at least a week till they release the, the number of rentals and sales, especially like it's the f- first time to have the movie available for purchase and rent at the same time. Yeah. So we, d- we don't know how it will work. But um, in the second spot after Scoob and the PVOD is uh, Capone, the new Tom Hardy movie is showing as number two on all digital platforms as well. And it's available for purchase and rent. So the same example like Scoop. And they did not release numbers yet. Especially the Red, Red Box is like um, one of the big producers on the movie itself. So Interesting. Yeah. So the thing is like, I, I don't believe that they will release the numbers soon. Because they have this, this kind of um, Red Box membership. Um, and it it saved everybody I think uh, 40% when they buy the movie so I don't know how they're going to release it maybe they have their own algorithm that they can divide and get the numbers but uh, we'll see Wait, is a Redbox membership something you pay for monthly? yeah I think you pay for monthly and then you get like um, it's not it's not like the greatest, but like it gives you a discount on number of uh, of rentals, you know. And I don't rent at all, like like at least. Yeah. I, so who's who? I'm just wondering who subscribed to this. Lots of people rent. Lots of people because uh, you have your membership and you can go to the machine and get and get the DVD or, or uh, the Blu-ray for a dollar or two dollars to rent. But I I don't rent. So for me, uh, I don't know. I just like feel it's uh, it's it's waste. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I can read it. Especially. Especially Redbox. Let me tell you something. Redbox makes their money 
on my people. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. His panics are running to the red box. And they run, they're just and like, fees. they're like, they're only a dollar. Mm-hmm. So let's get five. Mm-hmm. But now that's $5 per day. And you know how long it takes them to, deliver, to, to watch those five movies? They might watch three of them, but they will not bring those three back until they watch the other two. Yes. <laughs> I was reading an article about this like two, three years ago that they make more money because people forget to return the, the yeah, CDs 100%. back. That's the, that's the most thing they care about. And that's do you guys the, remember when Netflix delivered movies? Uh, they, they, still they, they still do. They still do this? Yeah, it's, just, it's, a, separate, it's a separate subscription. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, somebody recently told me. And they have some movies that are not available on, on, on Netflix I know. Um, streaming. That's why I love it. Yeah, just like to keep it there on the DVD uh, delivery. Somebody told me recently they ordered. I feel like it was. Might be wrong. I feel like it was Lindsay. I think it was Lindsay. Yeah, I think it was Lindsay Dunn. I think Lindsay Dunn has a an Netflix subscription. Shout out to her. Yeah, because she's like, I'm waiting for my DVD to be delivered. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what I think it's her. I hope this is not a <laughs> Shout delusion. Out. I shared delusion, <laughs> you know, or I shared like hallucination. <laughs> We're both crazy. All right, so next we got the top TV shows that people are watching across all streaming services. Ooh. I'm gonna start with because they give us the top twenty. I'm gonna start with number eleven simply because it's Hollywood. Yeah, and just quick, quick self plug, a quick, a quick self plug. <laughs> we just recorded an episode on, uh, talking on three Netflix things, and Hollywood is one of them. You don't have to say self plug like it's a disclaimer. Ew. This is our podcast. We can yeah. self plug as much as we want. Yeah. Some people really, really dislike self plugs. <laughs> uh, it's a thing. It's a thing. Go look it up. Um, so, yeah, so look out for that later on this week. We actually have a great conversation on that, on Never Have I Ever, and on Dangerous Lives. <laughs> At number 10, we got Killing Eve on Hulu and BBC America. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw the first that. episode. It's, 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 it's something. It's something else. Did it, did it grip you? It gripped me. Like it's really like I I I I was browsing Hulu and then I I clicked on it. I said like okay, let me see. It. And I swear, I saw the whole episode standing because I was holding the remote and like about to go to bed <laughs> and switch off the living room TV and go go to my room and then like what what and like my mouth was like open like oh and then like I finished the whole episode like <laughs> then I went to bed. That's awesome. All right, so I need we need to see that. Yeah, that sounds exciting. At number nine, we got Afterlife on Netflix. Number eight, we got Ozark. All my friends keep giving me crap about not watching season three. I'm going to get to it. Yeah, my dad told At- me the same thing. He said, like, I watched Ozark because of Raul, and he didn't see season three I, yet. Uh, I told him no. He said, uh, yeah, he downloaded now you're break, it on his now, iPhone. Now you're, breaking, now you're breaking my heart. He's, okay, I cannot imagine that my dad started to know how to download a show on Netflix on his iPad so he can watch it. He can watch it like uh, uh, on his way to work or like on the, at uh, work. I can just stick like something out. All right, I'm gonna, you're making me feel bad. I'm going to watch it soon. I'm going to watch it just because of Baba. Yeah. I'm going to watch it soon. At number seven, we got Money Heist, a.k.a. Casa de Papel on Netflix. Also got to get to that. At number six, we got Waco. On Netflix, crazy that it's still in the top 10, that the 2018 mm. miniseries. Yeah. Uh, at number five, we got Into the Night on Netflix. Shama, what the heck is Into the Night? Uh, Into the Night is a Belgian uh, apocalyptic sci-fi drama. It's like a thriller. We have apocalyptic? To- yeah. It's apocalyptic. Ooh, yeah. let's go Belgium. Yeah, I, I, I re- like, I'm really excited to watch it. And uh, Netflix, like, um, we're trying like, to market it like, so heavily at the beginning of the year, but like with COVID nineteen and everything, they didn't get the enough marketing. But uh, probably lots of people are watching it. Hey, it's in the top five. Yeah, well, this is this is phenomenal. See. Yeah, phenomenal. At number four, we got Never Have I Ever on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So good. At I, number three, we got Normal People. Man, what is going on? Shama. Yeah, it's an Irish show. It's drama, romance. Like we are following Marianne and Connell. They're they're two lovers from different backgrounds in the same small town in Ireland. And they weave in and out of each other's romantic lives. 
But weaving it out, that sounds frustrating. Yeah, it sounds extremely frustrating. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that kind of stuff. I'm like, can you just decide if you like this person? Mm. Yeah. Sounds like it's going to be multiple love triangles. Oh, I hate that. Mm-hmm. At number two, Rick and Morty. Oof. This is which amazing to be number two, like uh, in streaming. Well, see, yeah, season, yeah, and season four just dropped, and I mean, Rick and Morty is. Are you huge. enjoying season four? Do you Love like? It. Yeah, we are loving it. Yeah. And at number one, we got upload. Upload. Shama and I just watched that. That's on Amazon Prime. Dre has not watched it, and I don't know if she'll get to it. Yeah, we finished it in one day. Like I finished it in one day. We did. <laughs> and that is it for the home box office. Next up on the report, we got the news. Sham. Variety announced today that according to multiple sources, the Academy of Motion Pictures is considering moving the 2021 ceremony from its current date, February 28th, to a later date. This is, of course, due to COVID-19. But like, guys, can you imagine? Like, I, I would consider everything to happen but like two things that the oscars stay at the same time and disney does not close and these two things happened so in my mind like oh my god of course this is still being discussed through uh, one of the sources but they, they, they are saying that this is very likely to happen they didn't have any information on the day they are planning on moving it to if they are moving the date but probably this this is happening but do you guys think it will be pushed Later than like April of 2021, or well, I mean, here's the thing if you're gonna move it anyway, you're not gonna risk moving it twice, yes. So they have to wait, yes, to announce, yeah. But the point is that, like, you are you are very like um honoring movies that were released till December of 2020, okay? You're gonna talk about them in April 2021. And then, like, award them these awards and then re-release them in theaters in May and June of 2021. It is far. I still believe that it, like, they should push it to March. Like, I still believe that March is better, like before, you know, like, but April would be, you you passed the first quarter of 2021. So, let's wait and see. I don't know, man. We'll see. I, I mean, I know a lot of this. well, some of the music awards take place closer to the summertime, so... Yeah, but like the music are still there to everybody to listen to. Movies, some people just like wait till the movie. Oh, Parasite like had 40% boost in number of views after it won, you know? So, and it happens every year. I don't know, man. We'll see. Fingers crossed that it's not anything crazy. The whole world. Next up, Never Have I Ever creator Mindy Kaling and Brooklyn Nine-Nine creator Dan Gore are rewriting the script to Legally Blonde 3. Reese Witherspoon is attached to return. Mm-hmm. And she's producing the movie as well, right? I believe so. Legally Blonde 3, like... Like, was it... Is it how many people are sitting at home going, like, you know what they need to make another movie to? It's Legally Blonde. I love Legally Blonde. <laughs> I do, too. I, I love like Legally Blonde But actually, too. this happened on Twitter, like, I believe, like, in the first week of... Um, of the lockdown, people were watching, uh, I think it was streaming somewhere on the top things, and people watched one and two, and they said, like, oh, they should make a third. So I... I well, really you know what? <laughs> you know what? Sometimes I'm wrong. And apparently, this is something I'm wrong about. So, but yeah. Hey, uh, good for Mindy Kaling. Good for Dan Gore. Um, if it's as good as the first two, I'm gonna really enjoy it. So, but how would how would they I, take the story further? Like with like her growing up, like how would will, will it work afterwards? Like they have to find something attracting, catchy, interesting. Um, like has sense of humor, and I feel that's why they picked they picked those two to rewrite it because of their sense of humor lately, as far as it's appealing to lots of people. So it's tough because I get a little like. The thing that we love about Legally Blonde is her being underestimated and then showing that she can do it. But how many times can you show that story in one person's yeah. life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing: we're gonna hit, we're gonna see her. She was she's uh, accused of murder. Oh my gosh, that would be crazy. <laughs> yeah. Her light her her license is revoked while she's on trial. You're on to something. She's I'm gonna already defend interested. herself. Oh, okay. 
Come on, son. I'm interested. That's crazy. I like this. Let's go. We're yeah. going to see her defend herself and get herself out of it. It's oh. going to be awesome. Let's go. I like this idea. Next up on the news. Blumhouse is trying to find a way to shoot low-budget films on the Universal Studios lot with post-coronavirus precautions. What does that mean? Now, like, since everybody is not working, there's no... So no crafty? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. They, 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 they have lots of projects that they were postponing, and pro- probably because of budget-wise. And as we guys know, as, as we talked about it before, Fantasy Island costed $7 million. So they can <laughs> they can produce lower budget. I, I believe they have like six or seven projects that Jason Blum were, was talking about when he was producing Halloween. That he has like five or six good scripts, but um, they cannot have big budgets to be to be produced. Maybe he's talking about these movies. At this time, if if studios are not working and if cameras and the equipments are not getting rented, so they can bargain prices. They will pay the, the, the human labor their, their, their full amount of uh, hourly wages, of course, but they can bargain the renting the studio, renting the lot, rent, renting like catering, renting, uh, I mean like paying for catering, renting the equipment. All these things at this time uh, are discounted definitely because people are not using them. So better make money out of them rather than them staying in storage rooms and, uh, or warehouses. That, that, might, that might be a thing. Hmm. That's interesting. I'm down. Listen, I'm down. Anything that gets uh, movies starting to get made, I'm all about. Yeah, they are waiting for the city of Los Angeles to uh, to approve uh, their plan for the the precautions, and I really hope they can do it because I believe that like they allowed reshoots to happen for for some movies last week or two weeks ago with a, with a maximum of, of ten people in the same in the same place. So I think I think they can they can start shooting only with ten people available. Like they can push the on like <laughs> big things with extras a, later. You know, like I don't know. Yeah, that's a director, a, a camera, camera the DP is going to be the camera op, a boom operator, a boom operator. We're going to have gaff. a sound technician. We're going to have one gaffer, one grip electric. We're going to have one. You gotta have Assistant. a PA. And we gotta have a, a <laughs> You gotta have a PA because none of these people do their own stuff. We're gonna have one AD, right? Assistant director. We're gonna have one PA, production assistant. Somebody yeah. gotta get coffee. And uh But I believe you know, they can they're have gonna, the, they're gonna they're they're not gonna be able to shoot any two shots exactly. Yeah, they cannot have more than one actor at a time. The actors are gonna be talking to the director next to the camera. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, maybe they will let these people stay outside and like, you know, like rotating them inside and outside, inside and outside of the lot. So they cannot ha- be in the same, uh, I think it has to be like 120 square foot per like four, something like this. You know, they're just, I, I, can I be honest? Yeah. It's just, they got to start filming. They're going to push it yeah. and they're going to be as safe as they can, but they're going to lie to the public. I don't believe they're going to be following all these regulations. We've all gone to mom's house with the gloves on and the mask. And by the third time you visit mom's house, you don't even wash your hands. So it's, it's not going to happen. It's not true, mom. We are washing our hands. <laughs> wink, wink. Um, yeah, listen. Yeah. I don't know. I just, it's, it's like, seriously. They'll find a way to do it. It'll happen. Craft services will have gloves and masks on. Nobody can grab their own food. They're going to be handed their granola bars and fruit snacks. Uh, Yeah. Next up, the Directors Guild of America has declared that films unable to receive theatrical releases in 2020 due to the coronavirus crisis will be able to compete for the top guild honors. So basically, they're taking the same route as uh, the Oscars Oscars a couple weeks ago. Makes sense. Uh, Yeah, makes sense. Why not? Next up on the news, Apple TV Plus has acquired the worldwide rights from Sony to the Tom Hanks movie Greyhound, and they did not announce a streaming date yet. We guys know that this movie was supposed to be playing on Father's Day uh, next month, and um, people were asking if this movie would be pushed to July or August. There was no, no word about it till today that Sony announced that they, they transferred the rights to, to Apple. We're not sure if Apple will just like release it and uh, on streaming only, and then 
uh, re-release it in theaters afterwards. Like that's something lots of studios are trying to do now. To even trolls as it's available now or a month ago online, Universal said like once it once its uh, theaters are open, we'll re-release it. Just like put it there to gra- gather extra money. Not the AMC. <laughs> or regal or regal, regal. yeah yes. you know like uh, uh now greyhound is the the tom hanks movie that, that he also wrote right yeah the world war movie yeah cool that actually i'm I, i'm excited to see that i think it's gonna be a lot of fun me too me too next up guys roland emmerich is heading back into space and he's taking Halle berry with him but not with tom cruise right I, not real space like tom no, no, cruise no, no, not real space <laughs> Roland Emmerich, we know he loves to make movies in space. Yes, yes. So, Halle Berry, the star of uh, the classic Gothica. Actually, I really like that movie. Oh, I love it. Uh, I love this was, movie. Oh, yeah. Was this added to the cast? Wait, what is this? Oh, yeah. What happens in that movie? N- nothing. It's a scary movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's But it's, it's fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, you can watch it. Don't worry. We'll play it for you. Uh, uh, was this... Uh, yeah, she was just added to the cast of uh, Roland's new space epic, Moonfall. And all I know is Josh Gad is the other, the only other cast member attached to the project currently. And as far as we know, <laughs> it, it, the plot of the film feels so 90s, okay? So, like, man, uh, so essentially, a meteor seems to have hit the moon. The moon is moving now. And it is coming towards Earth. Is that really what's happening? Did yes. you look this up? Yes. Oh my gosh. This is so, so it is it's coming to Earth and then a group it literally says a a group of rag tag individuals, like NASA people, are helmed to you know, fly NASA to likes, space. NASA likes to hire the ragtag. <sighs> to come to space, get on the moon. And figure out how to get the moon to not crash on Earth. And hopefully get it back in place. They're going to park it. They're going to park it and put it back on orbit. Okay. Okay. Armageddon, right? Then we got, you remember, what's that movie where they drill down the core? I think, right? Yeah, the they, core. they drill to the center of the Earth. Mm-hmm. So There's so many movies the, that, like, you get a, Yeah, you get that vibe. You get that ragtag group of people that's just like, they're going to save the world. But, like, Somebody's nobody believes they can. Yes, and one person always dies. And it breaks your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Roland. So Roland Emmerich did. Uh, he did Independence Day. Independence Day Resurgence. You know, unfortunately. Um, he also did like Godzilla. He did Stargate. He loves space. He loves. He actually did a movie that me and Desiree really do enjoy. The day after tomorrow. I, I love this movie. Yeah. I love that movie. And he did twenty twelve as well. I which love this I, movie. I think it's fine. Um, so yeah, I mean, I feel like he's, he's so hit and miss, but really, I feel like he just aims for big flashy. I feel like he's like a, 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 a Michael Bay, you know, like he just goes for flashy, not for depth, but really just for flash and a good time. And it's fun. It's, it's, if it's there for entertainment, if it's there to, to be enjoyable. Well, we are good with that. And staying in the subject of cast announcement, David Arquette will reprise his role of Officer Dewey in the relaunch of Scream. Yeah. It's helmed by Spyglass Media Group. Wait, Oshama, Spyglass Media Group. Yes. Now, I can picture the logo, right? You got the guy standing on, like, the dock, the waves are behind him. He got the mm-hmm. the Spyglass the spy in glass. his eye. Yeah. But I can't picture a film that they've released recently. Yeah. First of all, this logo was when the company was called Spyglass Entertainment. They changed it to Spyglass Media Group, and I'm not sure if they are keeping the logo or not. Yeah, this so point proven. Yeah, this company stopped like stopped producing movies in 20, uh, 2013, and um, they they tried to revive it again last year in 2019. And you know, like they had this affiliation with Miramax and this affiliation with Weinstein Group, so they tried like to revive the company to separate the legal rights for for the things attached to uh, to Miramax and MGM. And then um, Warner Media, AT&T Warner Media, um, they purchased the, the 60% of the company. So now they have the first show rights for all their products. And they held the rights for uh, Stephen King's book, The Institute, and um, some other projects that they are starting to work on again. 
And this is great to have like even under the helm of, of a big company, but it's still a, a separate studio, which is which is great for content um, producers, for, for for script writers, for directors to have another way. Yeah, of, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So I was right. We have not seen anything from them in a long time. Oh yeah. Long, I, I think this company closed. You know, like but, yeah, yeah, yeah. The company's been revived. Cool, cool, cool. All right, that's good news. Last bit of cast news: Jodie Comer. Mm-hmm. The star of Killing Eve is in contention to star in Mad Max Wasteland. I can see her in this world. I yeah. really can uh, see her in the Mad Max world. <laughs> uh, so they confirmed that uh, a while ago that Charlie Theron definitively is not returning to reprise her role of Furiosa because the film takes place when Furiosa is much younger. So it's a prequel to Fury Road. And it takes place she's much younger. So Charlie Theron's not coming back to reprise that role. But here's the thing. It's, Tom Hardy is still in the film. So the Tom Hardy's character, is he 100 years old and he just doesn't age? I didn't know that Tom Hardy's still in the film. So how? Yeah, I don't know. But actually, like he's, he's, he's the one thing that we know for sure is that he's coming back because he's the only person attached to it. So That's good. That's good. Maybe, yeah. maybe something uh, special will happen. Something like uh, crazy new. Know. Yeah. I, so so I was thinking like man why would he take so long after he made Fury Road which which I killed that year and it it killed at the Oscars yeah amazing killed everything everything film. but you know what because he just announced that he's he's going full force on it he's dedicating time to it he's going to make it that's his next next project you know what that's great because probably probably spent enough time on the script by now rather than rushing it and trying to get it out quickly as his next film you know he delayed it. He's learning from James Cameron, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Still waiting for Avatar. Hopefully, it will oh, happen man. before the end of the world. I'm hoping. I'm hoping Mad Max: The Wasteland is great because I loved Fury Road. I went into Fury Road not thinking I was going to like it very much, and absolutely was enamored by it. So me neither. Did you like the Mad Max from uh, Mel Gibson, like the the old Mad Max? I, you know what? I I that's that's a film I watched in my childhood. Mm-hmm. I think it freaked and me I, out. I haven't seen it in a very long time, so I have no idea. Yeah. I think I, I think I saw it and it freaked me out. Yeah. And I was really nervous about watching the new Mad Max. Do you remember me being nervous about watching it after seeing the trailer? Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. I didn't expect Fury Road to be great, and it was like wow. Every second of the movie, I, I was like wow. Amazing! Every second of the movie is great. But to the listeners, hey, if you think we should watch that, because it sounds like Shama hasn't seen it in a while either. Watch the old uh, Mel Gibson Mad Maxes. I'm down. Yeah, I'm down with it. We can watch it like a double feature. All right, Shama, bring us home. Last up on the news. We didn't talk for a while about Disney. Disney Parks has like drastic changes, like especially in the parks um, division. Um, After Kevin Mayer left Disney, David David Mayer was the president of the Direct-to-Consumer and International Content. It's not Disney Parks. But he moved, he left Disney to go to be the CEO for the new app TikTok, which is surprising. But like to leave a president of something at Disney to go to TikTok, it's weird. But as a CEO, it's something different. And TikTok is like hitting everywhere, you know. And upon this change, they were looking, who can we move from from the Disney Park uh, division all the way up, especially after Bob Chapek um, was elected the new CEO for uh, for the the Walt Disney Company, his position was still open and and uh, vacant, and nobody took it yet. And of course, they picked George Damaro. George Damaro, for who you don't know him, he's the he was the president of Walt Disney World. He didn't even uh, stay there for a whole year. Before that, he was the president of Disneyland. So from president of Disneyland to president of Disney World to the whole present of, of uh, Disney Parks, the worldwide Disney Parks and uh, special contents and exclusive merchandise. That's the whole position for him. Um, Rebecca Campbell, which she, she was the, the Disneyland president after him. Previously, she was the president of ABC Network for seven years, which is part of the Walt Disney Company as well. Um, Kevin Mayer was the one that initiated Disney Plus, among others. So now she's taking the whole Disney Plus and uh, in addition to the Hulu content that, uh, that's Disney uh, production, the FX, all these things will, will be held by uh, Rebecca Campbell, which did great um, running ABC. 
That's awesome. Yeah, long good for her. Hopefully, good for Kevin Mayer. Yeah, hopefully. And I, I'm so excited for Josh Damar because, like, I believe he will do great things uh, worldwide. In addition, like to what he did at Disneyland, what he did at Disney World in this short time, period of time, and and, and I'm great, glad that uh, for the first time to have the president of Walt Disney World as a person that started at Walt Disney World as a cast member. Like the new Walt Disney World oh, sure, 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 sure. president, he was a cast member. He started working at Disney World uh, five years after it uh, it opened, and he has been working there since then, and growing up and getting promoted in positions, and now he's the president of Walt Disney World. Congratulations to everybody there. Absolutely. And that's it for the news today. Next up on the report, trailers. Raul, what do you have for us? Who, man. What a slate of trailers. <laughs> All over the map. So first up, we got The Last Days of American Crime. In the not-too-distant future, as a final response to terrorism and crime, the U.S. government plans to broadcast a signal, making it impossible for anyone to knowingly commit unlawful acts. Let me say something. When you read that... It sounds cool, kind of, right? But no. when you watch the trailer, man. I don't know. I don't like the concept. It just I think it's I think it's interesting that they that they can transmit a radio wave that stops you from knowingly committing crime yeah. like that. It's freezing. It's interesting, it's very controlling, I, I it's That's very like, like big brother, right? Mm-hmm. It's too sci-fi. I, I don't know. I feel like it's just like too. It's not more sci-fi than Star Trek. You like no, that? <laughs> no, I mean it's just like, especially in the trailer in the world that we see, it's not like it seems like there's like advanced technology. It's not too distant future. It's it just doesn't really. Now. It just didn't really fit. Yeah. So what do you think? Uh, first of all, like when when the book was released, people like they freaked out. This like it's it's amazing. It was a, a it was a big hit. It was on the top uh, list for uh, New York bestsellers. Um, but I, when I read like what is it about, I said okay, maybe maybe they have like something interesting of of saying the story and how how it will go. The idea wasn't interesting for me, even reading the synopsis. Yeah. And but sure. watching the trailer even took it away more from me. But I you, believe yeah. I believe that like we should give it a, a shot and maybe it will be something else, you know. Sometimes it's trailers are our bad excuse. We'll see. Well, we'll I'll see. let you watch it, Shama. You let me know if well, I should watch it. It's a movie. It's gonna be on Netflix. So I don't know. Keep an eye out for that. Next up, we got Blood and Water. A local teen uncovers her family's secret past and navigates the complicated world of South African high school. Raul and I were split on this trailer. Ooh. I don't like it at yeah. all. Raul didn't like it, and I thought it looked interesting. It looks interesting like it for all. me. I don't, I don't like it at all. First off, when I read the synopsis after I saw the trailer, I did not realize it was based in South Africa. That's first off. Yeah, Second, I didn't realize that either. Yeah. Se- secondly, it, it looks I, – I, let me tell you, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. This is going to be – when we talk about this show, mm-hmm. the number one complaint we're going to have is that it's poorly written. I'll predict that right now. Oh, I was about to say that my only concern was that like, I feel that the lines are so cheesy. Either they were trying like to, to translate them from another, from one of the local languages in South Africa to this, because it doesn't have the depth of, um, of her feelings, especially when the mom is talking to her son about uh, his girlfriend, you know, all the lines are like, okay, okay. I don't have anything like attracting. And I feel like the trailer's trying to push that there's some kind of mystery. Yes. It doesn't get it across well. Yeah. It, it seems it seems confused. I don't know. I was okay with it. Like, I'm not like, um, it's not great for me, and it's like, it's not bad. I, I, I might be biased because it reminds me of selling the Spades, and like, ugh, do not jive with that movie at all. Mm-hmm. So, all right, next up. Force of Nature, a gang of thieves plan a heist during a hurricane and encounter trouble when a cop tries to force everyone in the building to evacuate. I think it's important to know that this film takes place in Puerto Rico. Yeah, that's a great thing. And, and it's starring Mel Gibson. That's oh, enough. Forget it. I'm sold. <laughs> exactly. I was about to say, that's enough. And, and, I'm yes, sold. Exactly. And then even like 
Mel Gibson like talking, I was like, he felt like a different character. Whereas usually when I watch Mel, he's Gibson, like Mel Gibson, he's Mel Gibson. Yeah. But I was like, oh, I buy this. Yeah, I dug the hell out of this trailer. I think it's gonna be. It's not gonna be particularly good, but it's gonna be a lot of fun. And uh, man, such bad. Line. It feels. It feels like a great '90s action movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it looks like a 90s action movie. And that's why I said, like, okay, Mel Gibson is like an evacuation and like a, a catastrophe, a disaster. Like, it's more of, of 90s, you know? Shama, I might have imagined this because it felt so 90s. But did the end of the trailer say find it on Blu ray and DVD? Oh my God. <laughs> I think it does. I'm not sure. Like, Again, I might have wow. imagined it, but I think it does. Wow. Still, I'm really excited. So to it's watch not this coming movie. in theaters. Oh, I didn't pay attention when it was coming. Wow! It's, it's supposed to be coming mid June. I'm pretty sure. So I guess mid June. It's like I, I I don't think they would have theaters to play it. We'll see. Oh man! Last show that we're talking about, the Five Bloods, four African American vets battle the forces of man and nature when they return to Vietnam, seeking the remains of their fallen squad leader and the gold fortune. He helped them hide. This is directed by the the incomparable Spike Lee. Mm-hmm. This is to, to put it to put it aptly, the way he would put it. This is a Spike Lee joint. joint. I love that when it was said like Spike Lee's joint. <laughs> what did you think of the trailer, Sean? Oh, it's 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 interesting. It's like uh, I didn't expect the trailer to to look like this, you know, and. Um, I'm waiting for this. That's it. Like I don't want to like say anything or analyze anything else. But I loved how 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 it started. Like by this speech, like how it started. Like they mentioned, like Hanoi and like we're in Vietnam and what's what's happening. Um, when the name of the movie, the Five Bloods, and like we know that there are four African Americans. So and we know like the, the the fifth will be like a Vietnamese person that like helped them. So it's like you know, I feel it's part of the twist that we like, know. You know, half of this trailer I despised. Oh. And half of it I really liked. Yes. Yeah, I I worry if it's going to be a good story or if it's going to be so stylized That's that my it's concern. distracting. The stylization is what concerns me. I feel it will be distracting. He plays, yes, he plays a lot with like uh, different like lights and movements and, and yes, and like style of shooting and graininess, like as if we're like. So, like, for the shots that, like, because it, it's kind of taking place in, like, it seems like two timelines. And for the, the ones that take place in the past, it looks like it's shot on older cameras, like on HD cams. And the, the stuff that's taking place in the present, it looks, like, much, much better quality. Like, like I it, like, it feels like a stylistic choice that it's going to piss me off, if I can pull it, put it bluntly. The very first image of this trailer, I was like, I hate this. Because it's green and like how it looks like with this lady. And it's smaller. And it's, oh yeah. It, it's like, it's. <laughs> the aspect ratio is what you're talking about? Yeah, the aspect ratio. Yeah, so the aspect ratio. I really, because it was another screen. Like we're seeing what's happening on another screen. And then we go through it to see her I like. Know. I don't know. I, I, I just, I, did, I didn't like it in the least. We're going to uh, see it next then, month. And but, then, but then the rest of it picks up. And like, and I was like, oh, okay. It's starring Chadwick Boseman. We got uh, Jean Jean Reno, sure. Um, but I love I love him because he, we just talked about him. He's uh, Le- Le- Leon the Leon professional. Yeah, uh huh. He is Leon yeah. the professional. Uh, we got Paul Walter Hauser, which is great. And Delroy, oh yeah, Delroy Lindo. Uh, it's a lot of recognizable faces. And again, like once the trailer picks up and we we start seeing them as they return to Vietnam, as opposed to like seeing the the the, the scenes of them being in Vietnam as young men, like when we see them return to Vietnam, that looks interesting to me. Yeah, it does. The idea of them going back after that much time has passed, I feel like that could be interesting. And is it going to go for that? You know that. Uh, what's it called that uh treasure island aspect where like greed gets into the the group and go that way and they go a little crazy or is it just going to be like about reminiscing you know it could go either way you guys remember you guys remember was was that ben affleck movie that they go into the 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 forest 
like to the to this compound to steal all this money, and then they have to like carry it back. Ah, oh, the, the Netflix movie that we saw last year. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't remember the name, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like, if the ending is anything like that one, it's it's going to be awful. I hope not. Everybody said like it's uh, it's gonna be good, great, but I will not judge it till I see it. Like, uh, we will not judge it till we see it. It's Spike Lee. For me, very hit and miss. Spike Lee films. I like Black Klansman a lot. Me but too. There are a lot, a lot of uh, Spike Lee films that. Yeah, I'm not a fan of. I love, like, you know how much pride he must have taken in being able to put Academy Award winning Spike Lee. Like, you know, like he's been waiting for yes, so long. Yes, he deserves it. Yeah. yeah. So I actually really like that. So anyway, guys, that's coming out next month. Netflix, the latest Spike Lee joint. Check it out. We'll definitely be talking about that at the time. Last up on the report, we got previews. So, yeah, this is uh, we're going to be talking about what's coming up in the next week or two. So, this Friday, dropping on Netflix, we got The Lovebirds. Finally. You know, Netflix. Yeah, Netflix acquired shortly after the theaters closed, and we knew it wasn't going to come out. Uh, that's coming out this Friday with uh, Kumail, Nanjiani, ooh, Kumail Nanjiani and Issa Rae. <laughs> Yes. For a second, I blanked on her last name. It's three letters. Um, yeah, I, I've been waiting. To, this is the, the for people that, that are like, wait, which movie is this? It's still one with the grease. You know, like, I, I don't want grease in the face. <laughs> that trailer. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing this. We'll definitely be discussing this soon. Look out for that this Friday, Netflix. Also coming out, Homecoming Season 2. We know Season 1. Was the one with uh, uh, uh my God I'm blanking on her name Pretty Woman Sandra Sandra No nope. nope. Julia Roberts Julia uh, Roberts <laughs> I saw season, season one at, I saw season one and I forgot the name I still haven't seen it I'm like nothing has called me like no one has hit me up and been like you this is a must watch but season two is coming out and and I'm really excited for season two because of the cast because it has uh. Janelle Monet, Janelle Monet. Wow, I'm, 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 it's late at night, guys. It's late. Um, yes, it has Janelle Monet. I'm really excited to see. I love, I love her. I feel like she's she's blowing up right now. She's going to continue blowing up. Oh, she was because she she's a, she looks like she's going to be an incredible performer in the couple of projects she has coming out. Uh, Antebellum. Looking forward to seeing her in that. So, also coming out on Hulu, we got. Well, actually, Homecoming is an Amazon original series. But coming out on Hulu, we got Holy Moly Season 2. Holy Moly. Oh, Holy that Moly. Is our, that is our unwind, just feel-good show that Raul and I love to watch. Like, hard yeah. day at work. You can turn your brain off to yes. it. Yes. And so, the, the commentary is funny. Yeah. Yeah. For those who don't know, this is the Steph Curry-produced and created show, competition show, about extreme mini golf. It's how Shama, have you seen no, Holy Moly? No. It's a lot of fun. You need to watch it. It's like watch it with the girls. It's a lot of fun. It's 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 just silliness. You get you see people competing in like crazy, like really difficult uh like mini golf courses and you laugh a lot. It's it's a lot of fun. Okay. Watch it with oh, the girls yeah. for sure. Okay. I'm excited for season two. And every episode you see Steph Curry, so hey. Do you know who Steph Curry is, Shama? The Goldfer? <laughs> no. I know who Steph Curry is. He's an NBA player. He's an NBA player with an adorable daughter. Yeah, he's an NBA player and he loves golf. So he created this show. Next up, To Tell the Truth, season five is premiering on Hulu. We also got the final season of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is season seven. And that's going to be premiering on Hulu. I tried to watch the first season of the show. Was not about it. I th- I saw the first four seasons. I the was, first four yeah, seasons. Yeah, because I loved I loved first season, and I didn't like the second season. Then I liked the third, and the the fourth was like all the way bad, like at the end. So I stopped. 
But because I, I oh, love at the beginning wow. that like the that it took from Avengers and then like and then we go back to Agent Carter and what happened and like attaching Agent Carter to Avengers before uh, the first Avengers. So it, it it was good at the beginning, you know. And then like in season three when they announced like something from Thor and things are getting connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so it was good. But like the execution got like so bad after the twist that happened with the. Well, Somebody. if you if you've been wanting to get back into it, this is the time because the final season is yeah. upcoming. Finally, the most important preview. Mm-hmm. We had a poll up on Twitter. Many of you might have seen it, and it's asking people for their favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger film, and it was pretty mixed bag, as I expected it to. But the ultimate results actually kind of surprised me. So, you know, on Twitter polls, if you haven't done a Twitter poll, you can do up to four options. So my fourth one, which is what I'm going to start with, was other. And I told people to comment what that other might be. So we got we got one person that said Jingle All the Way. We got one person, Colby Somebody Mack. said Jingle All the Way. They did. No judgment. Colby Mack said Total Recall. Somebody said Kindergarten Cop. Which surprised me. And someone gave the running man a shout out, but ultimately decided that Predator was their favorite <laughs> one. But they wanted to give running man a shout out, which I appreciate. Um, yeah, and then we got uh, Predator. So uh, the other had 13%. Predator had 18%. Terminator 2, which I expected to win this, had 31% of the votes. And the winner with 36% of the votes was True Lies. Which is my personal favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger film, which is why we're discussing it in an episode dropping very soon. Keep an eye out for that. Because we had a great conversation reminiscing on this childhood classic of mine. So make sure, make sure you guys check that out when it drops. And that's all we got. I really hope you enjoyed it. You can get us on all socials at mreportpod on Instagram and Twitter. Like, subscribe, comment, share, leave us a review. You can find me at Mohamed Chama on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Ezerphoto, E-Z-E-R. And you can find me at mreportpod on Twitter and Instagram. Be part of the show. If you have a report... Let us know. This is yours, Minorities Report. Peace.